Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio, and uh, you guys have me uh, and, and not Tom tonight uh, because I'm doing an extra episode this month. And like I promised, I wanted to get two episodes a month um, if possible. So it's still we're in the, near the end of March, March 24th. I'm recording this. And so, yes, I will get this out. We will actually have two episodes this month and I'm really excited about this and this is episode 55 and I told you guys that I was going to get uh to do some interviews with photographers and that's what we're doing tonight I actually found someone to interview <laughs> and um I want to give you a quick little backstory I've uh, you know you guys know that I'm on Instagram a lot and I'm posting a lot of my street shots and you know people are following me and I found I someone who, um, when I saw his pictures, I, I really resonated with them and I thought, okay, you know what, let's, you know, what are the chances if I can get him to come on the show and let's just talk about photography and guess what? Uh, he agreed. So I'm going to introduce you to Jeffrey Stone, who, uh, I met on Instagram. Hello, Jeffrey. Hello. Hi. Can I call you Jeff? Yes, you may. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I figured... Um, I looked at his work uh, on Instagram. It's very much in a style that, uh, boy, did I resonate with. And I thought, okay, well, you know what? Let's have him on the show and let's talk about photography. And uh, basically, you know, this is a show about photography and we talked to photographers. And I thought, okay, if Jeff was willing to come on the show, we could talk about his pictures and we can see where it goes. So, hey, Jeff, thanks for coming on. You're most welcome, sir. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. Thank you so much for having me. I'm yeah, no, thank you. This is this is a this is a great um, chance to talk to somebody who I'm just sort of, I guess, meeting him randomly, right? I mean, we just started sort of following each other on Instagram, right? Somehow, I don't quite know who followed who first. I'm not certain. Uh, I think you actually may have found me. I think I may have uh, liked a picture or two of yours. And then somehow you found me and tracked me down through my website. Yes, right. Yeah, I went. I went to your site. So, um, what would you? Okay, so uh, can you just give us a little bit of background of what you do and who you are? Um, I guess would you would you mean basically photography background? Sure. Yeah, that's okay. that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Phot photographically, um, I started probably. I'd say about 10 years ago, and the the real impetus for, for getting into photography was, like everything else I seem to do, uh, in through the back door. It was an unintentional move. Uh, at the time, I had uh, discovered a, an artist whose name is Andy Goldsworthy, and he does a lot of uh, what I guess would be called environmental art. Mm -hmm. He goes out into nature, uses whatever he can find there, and creates art and it's just amazing stuff he's a very very talented guy um i think he's scottish or irish i'm not sure mm -hmm. always get that stuff but super talented guy and i just fell in love with what he was doing so i with no art training or background set out to become the next andy goldsworthy really so so i, I started into that and found myself in the woods and creeks and everywhere else trying to build things 
like like he does, just mm-hmm. straight out of the items that I could find. Oh, I mean actually physically making something? Physically making oh, things. Oh, I see. Okay. His process was to to make these items, and they would be just ephemeral works of art that would appear, and it could be something made out of leaves, and the leaves blow all away um, minutes after it's done, or even as it's being made, um, or something mm-hmm. could be made in a creek area, and the creek washes it away when the water comes up. So they're they're very temporary projects, uh, at least the ones when he was first getting started. And the way he would re- record his uh, art was to make photographs. And at the time, I was I was so concentrated on trying to learn how to make the art that I didn't think much of the photographic end of it. Mm-hmm. So I was I was just building with building in mind so i would create things and take a picture and think that doesn't look anything like, <laughs> like what he's done even though i was really proud of something i created there for a second uh-huh. and so I, I went to um, a woman here in town uh, her name is sarah hazelgrove she's a local photographer she does um we we actually met her she photographed our wedding my wife and i oh really that so I knew her from that, and she also does art, art photography, fine art photography, and some documentary work, and local business people and such. Mm-hmm. So I knew she was very talented. So I went went to see her and show, showed her what I was doing, and she immediately hit what I was doing with the eyes of a photographer and, mm-hmm. and showed me where where I was going wrong and that I was building things with no real thought to how the photograph would look. Um, so she's like becoming your mentor in some way. She was. Yeah, yeah. And, and as often happens with me, I go in the door as an environmental off an environmental artist mm-hmm. come out as a budding photographer <laughs> and just totally put the other aside. Cause I, I decided that everything that I really wanted to do Mr. Goldsworthy was already doing and at a far higher level than I would ever achieve. So, I, and I was just fascinated with the idea of photography and I, I liked what she was doing and I liked what she was saying and it just really clicked with me. So I hmm. set off on the path and basically did like everyone else shot everything around the house and your right. feet. And <laughs> your shadows. I'm sure. Did you take pictures of uh, your cats? <laughs> Very few. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's one of the few things I rarely shoot. Uh, my wife is in charge of all cat shots. Okay. <laughs> um, because really up until August of last year, I did not aim at anything that had a had a pulse or a face. Really? Or, really? It was strictly landscape. Oh, wow. uh, I, my immediate hero was Michael Kenna. Yes, yes, yeah. Fell under his sway, and so that meant I never had to worry about um, incorporating people into my work. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started off down the path of uh, photography and landscape and did that and kind of drifted in and out uh, of photography several times. Um, I would occasionally get either either burned out because I tend to go at things really, really hard and fast and sometimes exhaust what's around me um, or get to the end of my skills and decide I I haven't progressed as far as I wanted to and 
and call a halt to it. Mm-hmm. But, I w- but I would always keep coming back because it's the kind of thing that even when I didn't have a camera, I was always looking at things and essentially cropping scenes and, and framing things up and thinking how the light looked and and that that would have made a good good photograph if mm-hmm. I were still doing it. Um, so back and forth a few times, and I was I was on the outs probably back in 2015, mm-hmm. and my wife was heavily into her end of photography. She was doing lots of landscape, so everywhere I would ride, I would see things uh, in the car. I, I would drive around and see things that she wasn't seeing because I travel different places yeah. during the day. So I would come back and give her ideas or show her little cell phone shots. And eventually I decided I just need to go ahead and start shooting the things that I'm seeing myself. So drifted back in, in 2015 and have basically been with it pretty steadily since. Right. And as far as street, uh, it's something I never really thought I would do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always fascinated by it, but it's kind of one of those things like um, war photography or mm. um, high fashion or some product photography or things like that. You assume that there are other people um, that are better suited for that sort of thing. And because I know I'm such a by nature, I'm a very quiet um, person. I keep to myself and don't have bunches of friends that I interact with. So I, I'm, I'm a very, very quiet guy. And, and so, so you pick street photography. <laughs> so, so traveling around shooting landscapes worked really well, but right, I, right. I got to the point where I didn't have all day, every day to, to really get to where I needed to, to have the, the great landscape shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention where I am is not the most photogenic place in the world, but, um, I kind of drifted into the the world of streets uh, again through the back door of just deciding that I don't have time to get to where I want to to shoot landscapes, mm-hmm. so I better shoot something closer to home. Yeah, and so I started drifting into the into the cities where the people are, and it was very very unnerving. <laughs> but. But I managed to avoid aiming at any faces for uh, a good while. And if, if you look at my um, my Instagram or my website, you, you kind of see a, a progression of no faces to the occasional side of a head to mm-hmm. the back of someone to gradually coming around and uh, getting just a little more assertive or a little brave that day. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to ask you about that. But tell me um... – you live uh, in a what size city do you live in, or near? You... Um, it's a small kind of three city um, gathering, mm-hmm. uh, Roanoke, Salem, Vinton area, mm-hmm. and we're all very small. Uh, like many things, I'm I don't have the I don't know exactly the size of our city. We're probably around a million. Really? Yeah. Uh, for, for the three. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I would say, but very small in terms of actual uh, urban area, real, real city life. That's that's very small. So you know, I, 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 what caught me originally about your pictures is that they look like almost any city that we can come across, like a large city. Um, and you know, especially some of your, I mean, obviously some of your your street shots look to me like 
they were shot in New York City in some way. There was some <laughs> very, you know, there's some crossovers in terms of the way cities look, and especially because you present right. your work in black and white. And so I'm like, wow, you know, where are you shooting this? It, you know, it doesn't, it looks very, very ultra urban, but, you know, it's not New York or it's not Chicago or something like that. And so um, it's really interesting that that you're getting that, uh, um, I don't know what to say about it. It's like a deep urban look, but it's, but it could be anywhere, you know? I will take that as a compliment because <laughs> it is not easy. I well, you know, I that's yeah. I mean, I'm going to say that because like I I walk out my door and there's you know I have a million people just on Ocean Parkway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and you're in, you're you're in, you're talking about three locations or three areas where a million between the three of them and how you're able to find uh, subjects in that you know less dense area um, is pretty amazing but uh um it it what it what it your photography reminded me of is how you know ubiquitous street photography is you can sort of do that you know anywhere you don't have to be in you know new york city or paris you could be in any place uh where you can find people and structures and right. and do that kind of photography you really can and uh it's it's one of those I, I'm going to be really interested to see how long I can keep this the charade up of making it look like I have a, a giant city at my disposal. But um, so I'm using lots of mirrors and reflections and um, any any sort of trick I can to to make it appear to be larger than it is. But uh, so much of my work in the in the downtown areas, um, it, it is. If if I had a map of it and showed you the the overall size and put little dots on where each picture was taken, mm -hmm. it would be such a small area you would just you would be blown over by that. Really, really. They, they're all just in a, a very tight grouping. I was um, before we got on the show today. Uh, I was spending some time with some friends last night for dinner, and they just moved to. Um, St. Louis. So they're mm -hmm. telling us about St. Louis and my wife and I are still always thinking like, where would we want to live other than New York city? You know, it's like New York is New York and how could we move any place else? And they're telling us about <laughs> St. Louis and it, it sounds very attractive. And then I, and I, and I had mentioned to them that I was going to be talking to you tonight and what, um, what encouraged me so much about seeing your work for myself was that, I realized I didn't always have to be in some like crazy megalopolis like New York in order to do uh, the kind of photography that I seem to be getting into because I'm a relatively new street shooter as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I looked at your work and then I saw that you were, <coughs> excuse me, if you were, you were, you know, not in New York or Chicago or some very large city, you were in a smaller city, but yet you were making it look like, just an urban environment. And I got very encouraged by seeing that, that uh, made me think that again, you know, to repeat myself that this is the kind of work that, you know, if you really put your mind to it, you could do anywhere. And so I was really excited to, to see that you're, you know, spending time in, um, in some place that's not New York and creating photography that is, you know, 
very, very urban, very, very street, and very, very contemporary. I don't know. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm trying to in, inflate your head too much, but trust me, there is no fear of that. <laughs> but um, anyway, I wanted to just tell you that because it was really um, uh, personally exciting to to realize that. You know. Well, I thank you so much. Uh, it it feels like some days it feels like a struggle and that I'm just, just trying to hold things together and, and find something to aim at or someone on the streets. Mm-hmm. And, and other days it seems to come pretty easily and, and things just happen. And it, you, it's, it's always an adventure. Are you um, going out and shooting just as like, are you doing this as a living or are you doing it on your own time? What's your, uh, Thankfully for the cats and my wife, I'm not doing it for a living. Um, <laughs> this yeah, is, I hear that. This is definitely my my part time passion. Mm-hmm. Every free minute I get, I'll, I'll either be out shooting or um, at night sitting home editing while the TV's running. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's there's always probably some sort of photographic something going on between the two of us. Oh yeah, but it's it's definitely a a strong passion, but my, my time on Instagram has, has told me one thing very quickly. And that's, there are an awful lot of really amazingly talented people out there doing incredibly strong work. Yeah. And, and, and there's always room for more. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. I always like to think that, you know, everything has been shot already, but the, the thing is, is that uh, you haven't shot it yet, you know? Exactly. So just because you see something and you say, well, okay, if, you know, 400 people have done that, well, there's no reason that 401 can't do it. And you haven't put your own eye to it. Um, let, let me just ask you, you said something about the struggle. Uh, what do you find as the, what is the struggle when you go out and you say like you sometimes are struggling? Uh, probably the two biggest struggles. Um, and if you look at the name of my Instagram, it's lonely.streets. And my wife actually came up with that, but <laughs> that was um, that was very well chosen because there are not a lot of people on the streets. Um, we recently took a little anniversary trip up to D.C. and spent time in Georgetown, and it, it was like you were describing New York City. You just step out on the streets, and you're just awash in people. <laughs> and it, that took me some time to to get my head around of, who do I aim at? I have so many to choose from. Um, down here, I can I can find you know if you were going to do the the infamous stride by and you you find a, a nice shadow and something, all the elements are there. Mm-hmm. I can find myself waiting 10, 15 minutes for someone to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it, it may wind up being someone wearing uh, a white person wearing a tan shirt, tan pants and a tan jacket and I'm shooting black and white and I will die when they come through my scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the tough thing is, is getting someone into my, um, if I find a good spot or somewhere I think I can make something happen is, is getting people, uh, to be able to appear in in the shot. Mm -hmm. And, And the other thing is if they do come by, it's very difficult to blend when it's you and them. Right. You're, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
101, you don't blend very well. Yeah. I mean, the thing I have here is anonymity. I'm walking by a hundred people, you know, just to get, you know, or a thousand people just to get to the subway system. And like, you know, nobody pays any attention to me because I'm just another schmo. But yeah, you're the, it's just you and them. <laughs> yes. And, and they don't know whether the, the little black thing I've got kind of tucked away curiously in my hand. Is that a gun, a knife or, <laughs> uh, Oh, it's a camera. Yeah. And then, then the next issue that comes up is, oh, please, let me get out of your way. And I don't want to mess up your shot. Yeah. And <laughs> when they are the shot. So, so uh, I get a lot of people stopping to let me um, proceed when there is nothing to proceed with. Oh, when right. They <laughs> <stopped>. <laughs> That's cool. You know, um, you, you mentioned before, I'm looking through your pictures and, uh, um, you talked about dealing with the reflections and I noticed that's a very strong theme. Uh, you have a lot of themes. Um, sorry, I'm going to say this right now. I love your photography a <laughs> lot. Okay. This is to make your head swell a little bit, but um, I, there's so many pictures that you've taken that I see in the Instagram account uh, and your website that I wish I could take or I have taken. I mean, it's just, um, so I want to I want to put that right there. I'm really biased that I like your work a lot. That being well, said, thank um, you, sir. yeah, no, you're welcome. And uh, you've got this theme. You've got a, a few themes that I see that are going on. First of all, I re your black and white work is really um, part of what it resonates with me is your, when your black and white work is really heavily um, shadowed. You really work with a lot of shadow and light. Um, right. and I love the deep blacks and I, I don't know if you printed any of this stuff yet, but I think it would make some amazing prints. Um, but, uh, let's talk about the theme that you go with the, the reflections. I really, really dig those. Uh, and I can see how you're using them to sort of hide behind the glass to photograph someone walking by, or you decide to include yourself in the shot. Uh, or, and you're just creating different planes of dimension. So can, mm -hmm. what, what grabs you about that? What, what's going on with you I, when you're doing the reflections? In general, the, the big thing, like you say, is trying to camouflage myself just a little bit and get something to make me a, just a little bit less obvious, um, to have a chance to set up. And it gives me a chance to set up a shot that will have multiple layers of interest and when so much of um my city is is just seems very basic at times we we don't have uh, i don't have those classic shots of big murals of um graffiti and i don't have lots of um storefront signage with big posters of beautiful women and handsome men and mm -hmm just curious things that you can incorporate into your into your shot making so this is the one of the main answers that i've come up with is to do lots of reflections and and they allow me to add different planes of interest that, or to to get multiple people into a shot that would normally they would find a way to get out of the shot mm -hmm. so that's that's probably the big thing and probably two of my biggest influences uh like very many people one would be Saul Leiter right and, yeah and he, did, he did so much with reflections and through glass and um that that's always been something someone that I've really admired and Ernst Haas 
Yeah. His work is just amazing. And they both use uh, reflections and just elements that are available, anything to to create that extra layer of interest. How come you decided to include yourself sometimes in the shots? Uh, mainly, uh, in general, if I'm in the shot, it's because I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> uh, okay. I have, I think I have two actual selfies that, that I've put in there. One was um, from a long time ago. It's me walking by and I, and I even wrote, there was no one on the streets. So I had to, <laughs> had to oh. find someone shooting. It was me. Mm. It was just a horribly cold day. The wind was blowing terribly downtown. So uh, I made a stride by of myself. And another one was, I think it's, it's a reflective um, kind of window. Not, not really a window, but it's a, a glass storefront. Mm-hmm. And it had been taped off into a square. And I thought it, it looked like a, a picture frame. So I thought I would put myself in it. <laughs> Well, just so and you know, selfies, it did poorly on Instagram. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking at this shot. So on your Instagram account, you do have some uh, color mixed in with your black and white. And so I'm looking at a shot here uh, that you're shooting through glass and there's um, a, a worker, I guess, in a fast food place or a food place. And she's looking at you and yes. I can see your reflection. And what's going on in the picture is you're your reflection is creating uh, a space for this person to be seen through the glass. Correct. And, and I'm assuming that's what's going on because, you know, glass can reflect that you have all this little light in the background. So if you weren't standing there taking the picture, you wouldn't necessarily see this uh, woman with the baseball hat through the glass. And so you're very much in the picture. Uh, and, yes. And she's looking at you. <laughs> and That and was... Go that ahead. was a that was a very nervous shot right there. Was it? It, it was. It was terribly nervous because I think that was one of the first where someone was looking directly at me. They knew I was taking a shot. It was there was no camouflage whatsoever, and I had on the absolute worst possible lens for the shot. Uh, I had on a lens baby at the time, so uh, I was trying to make something curious and out of, semi-focused and. A little blurred happened and was experimenting with that. And here I stumbled onto what would essentially be a straight on portrait. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was just one of those things that worked out really well. I, uh, I kind of zone focused ahead of time to about where I thought she would be um, just on the other side of the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I stepped back to her and held up the camera and when I did, she looked right at me and then turned away from me to see who I was looking at or right. what I was shooting and then turned right back. And she, the way she had her legs crossed and her hands right in her lap, it was just it, it was kind of a classic portrait pose. And she just turned back and looked dead into the camera. And and you're saying this is your first time. How was it? It wasn't so bad, right? <laughs> um, it was it felt like high school trying to ask out the pretty girl. It was it was not. <laughs> It was a sweat fest. Yeah. Well, so so that you know a little bit about me, I'm I'm kind of the same way. All right. Um, and if you ever look at my photography, my street photography, it's all basically from the hip. So I'm I'm rarely going up to somebody and and directly asking them, uh, wow. "Hey, can I take your picture?" Or even a shot like this that you're doing. 
Um, even even today's post on Instagram. Today's post on Instagram, the the blue uh, yes. uh, Muslim woman. Yes, that was not that was. I don't even know how I shot that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was that was all sneaky. That was a fantastic shot. I thought it looked like you had just walked right straight up to her and dared her to uh, tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I don't do oh, that. You shouldn't have told me this. <laughs> Take the magic away. No, I, I want to, you know, I'm fessing up to you a little bit too, because um, I, you know, I see that in your work and I can tell, and also in, on your Instagram accounts, you're actually writing down some of the story about it. So I find it really fascinating. And if anything, I'm looking at it and thinking, well, you know, again, it, that it's, it, it's not so terrible to, to try these things. It's not so scary. And, you know, maybe you get someone who says no or, and you're fine with it, but it's really nice to see your journey, um, giving it a shot and actually sharing what is going on when, when you're doing it. But this particular picture, I think it worked out really well. You said you're using the wrong lens. I think you're using the right lens. I mean, obviously now, it, you know, uh, Monday morning quarterback kind of thing. <laughs> And it worked out well. Yeah. And it's great that you included yourself in it because it really solidifies the story. Um, so anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to, to point that picture out to you because that that's one where you're deliberately including yourself in the shot. And so you're, you know, what is it? Someone said, uh, who was it? Is Ansel Adams said something like there's always two people in every photograph. It's the, the viewer and the photographer. Right. Uh, you know, in this way, there's only there's three people in your photograph. There's the viewer, the photographer and the subject. But anyway, um, yeah, it's it this this thing that you're doing with reflections is really, really interesting. And I like I like uh, uh, seeing how they work. And I keep thinking of. Um, oh, gosh, there's this. Uh, one of the pictures I use in one of my classes is a. Uh, why am I forgetting the guy's name? I am spacing out. <laughs> I'm having an old moment. <laughs> um. But it's an it's uh, oh my god I can't believe I'm forgetting this guy's name because now I'm on, under pressure. You talk about being nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous I'm spacing out. Anyway, it's that that idea of using the multiple planes to create different dimensions and and really sort of mess with the viewer in mm -hmm. terms of where you are in space. Um, right. So you're doing that deliberately, which I, I think is great. But um, going going past this, since we're talking about um, sort of the nervousness you have about talking to somebody or something like that. Uh, there's another shot that you have uh, that I found on Instagram that is of this African-American gentleman who is looking directly at you and, uh, and posing. And you wrote a whole story here, but I'd like you to actually sort of tell us the story about this picture because this is um, a little bit different than the rest of your shots. This is a direct portrait. It's also in color. So... Can you just mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about getting that shot? That's one of those that, to me, that was a, a major milestone moment uh, photographically. Um, actually, the, the first one, you're, you're, you're spot on with your picks because the, the first one, uh, the, the young lady on the stool, that was, a, that was a very scary shot for me to take because I, I knew there was no way to avoid it other than to stand right in front of that glass and look right at her. And she, if, she, if she saw me, I didn't know what was going to happen and I was going to have to figure out how to deal with the situation. The, the gentleman 
in the second picture that you described, that was one that it was really funny because I was driving into into the downtown area and I passed him. He was walking down the street and he he looked like someone who was either a former dancer or stage performer or something. There was something about the way he carried himself. Certainly the 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 clothes he was wearing, the 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 scarf, the the suit jacket, just and the hat, everything was there was there was a something about his character it was there was so much pride and, and self-confidence and there was it just immediately he he was like um the old saying he he was like a quarter thrown in with a bunch of nickels he was he he really just jumped off the the streets he 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 had such a commanding look about him mm-hmm. and and I drove by and I looked at him and I thought wow if I was a, a portrait shooter that would be my guy mm-hmm. I would I would I would pull over and we we would make a magic shot and and I I thought well luckily I'm not so I'm not going to have to worry about that so just totally let go of it knew that that was not my calling so I let him go and went on into safe area with no one on the streets and started started working my way around and I just happened to come around a corner and there he sat just just as he is in the picture as though he knew what his role in for the day was mm-hmm. and he had found a spot that framed himself just perfectly had the umbrella just to his side and I saw him and I said this this is it I, I have no choice I have to take this shot this this is somebody that is that is too perfect and if I let this get away I will I will kick myself in the rear for the rest of my life. It's just, it's just one you cannot leave. Just, just kind of like this opportunity to be on your podcast. Uh, I really, it was, it was scary to think of doing this, but I thought I have got to find some way to step up and do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, long and short was, uh, I went straight across the street, uh, had to walk straight to him and there was, there was no beating around the bush and, just spoke to him, told him that I saw him walking into town and that I'd really like to take his photograph. And he he was just as nice as he could be, didn't didn't have a lot to say. And uh, I, I just kind of. He obviously was, said yes, was, right? I was on auto, autopilot there. I was <laughs> I was hoping just do not mess up the shot. Uh-huh. He's done his part. He's done everything you could possibly do. Just do not mess up the shot. And so I was, I was kind of down on the curb there and had him, had him positioned up above me because there was just something about the way he carried himself that it felt like that was the direction I should be shooting. Mm -hmm. Um, Although shooting up is generally not the ideal choice, but it just, it felt right and took the shot. And we, we spoke just a little bit afterwards and um, just could not have been any nicer. And so how, how was, how would you rate that experience? I mean, like, how was it? It was, it was a game changer. It, it really, really was a lovely catchphrase there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never say that, but, but it was, it, it was one of those things that, um, I have X number of pictures in, in my, in my shooting that really meant something because I either took a step that I didn't think I was capable of taking or 
I I made something out of what appeared to be nothing, and or I was able to make a shot that after the edit it came together and and looked like something much much greater than I ever imagined it would. Mm-hmm. Shot it, um, and, and this was absolutely top of the list on that. It, it 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 meant so much to to be able to step up and do that, and I think it's it's really helped me ever since. How, when when did you shoot it? How long ago? Um, I think that would have been. It was just after we came back from DC, so that would have been probably the very end of April of this year. Yes. Wow. 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 So, and that was that was my first actual street portrait that I asked for. So that well, was congratulations. I mean, it's a great, thank you. it's a great shot in the, the story that you wrote about it. Um, as you're saying, and you're telling us now, uh, it, it, I think a lot of people can, you know, um, draw from it. And, uh, you know, again, I read that myself and I was like, well, you know, <laughs> you know, if you can do it, maybe I can do it at some point. Um, I'm not quite ready. For that I'm still afraid that someone's going to punch me in the nose in New York city. So, um, it's, it's a legitimate fear. It is, it is, you know, and, but you're, um, it's funny cause it sounds like you just drawn, you were drawn, obviously you, you went, um, sort of outside yourself. It sounds like, you know, like I really did. Yeah. You said you go on automatic and when you go on automatic, you're, you're, you're there for the ride and something else took over. And I'm, um, I'm curious about that energy and I don't know if we can get into it. It's probably a deeper question and something to ponder. Uh, and you know, hopefully, um, you know, maybe we'll get another chance to talk about this again and hopefully you'll join me another show later as we see more of your, uh, portraits evolve over time but it is something to think about it's like what is that that can where can you get that energy from but it's great that it's there you know and that you were sort of on like you said on automatic and your instincts kicked in and and you let it happen and for some reason i think there was something about the fact that he was he was sitting and um he just seemed like someone was approachable and and i don't know why um actually probably the 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 scariest people for me to approach are people just like myself Mm -hmm. um and and i guess they're scary for a different reason they uh, say just a white person middle-aged um with a with a good job and and you know no reason you would think no reason to fear that this person they're, they're just like you um and and they, they dress like you they look like you you should be on some sort of similar wavelength but i think there's something about those people that they are the most guarded mm-hmm. sometimes because they they are they have good jobs they have um they have something to lose almost and and there's always a fear they're they're really guarded oftentimes about uh, people taking their pictures and, and wondering what you're going to do with it mm-hmm. uh, this gentleman was um he, he was he seemed to be genuinely flattered and appreciative mm. and and it just worked out so well do you wonder if we uh 
as you're saying this, I just wonder if we start to project our own fears onto people, even though we don't know their stories. Um, Absolutely. But we're projecting ourselves onto them. And it's like, how would it feel? Like you just said, how would it feel if someone who came up to you and, you know, what is the, what is the threat? But I think it's really a projection, but it's re- it's really interesting. It keeps us, uh, you were able to get out of that for this guy. And this guy obviously has the poise and confidence and, and you really captured it well. So, you know, bravo <laughs> on this one. And I, um, again, it, you know, I've got a little bit of a selfish reason to have you on the show too, because I kind of want to learn and, <laughs> and evolve as well. Uh, in the way that you're doing, I'm seeing it. You, you, it's happening to you in a much more compressed time space. Um, but uh, it, it's it's great that you were able to do this, and, and you end up with a really good shot. And so, when you approached him, you had your camera out in front of you, or something like that, or you saw uh, it. I did. Yeah, it's it's always out. Uh, I keep it um, always in my right hand, and have it have the strap kind of wrapped around my hand. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always out there. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things that I think that the big thing for me is that, or the, the biggest thing is having time on the street. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no substitute for that. And the longer I, I get to be out and the more time I get to to get into more situations and have more opportunities, the more likely I am to be able to find a way to to step up and and try to make something happen or to approach someone if necessary. But um, sometimes when you're trying to make things happen and you, you've got 30 minutes or 45 minutes before you go to work or just after work before you catch the train or, or whatever it is or the subway, it's really hard to kind of get out of your own way and, and just immediately go straight to someone. Uh, I think the, the person who can do that is, is a special breed. Um, it's definitely not me and certainly not, not yet anyway. Yeah. Is it something you want to get towards though? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think ultimately I, I really like people to be able to um, be very natural and have, have the shots be as candid as possible. I really don't like to set things up. Um, but if it, that you know, if it happens, you will, right? I mean, just like this, like this guy. Absolutely. And, and yeah. I have, have another one that I, I haven't posted yet, but it's uh, another gentleman that I approached just shortly after that one. And I don't think the shot turned out as well, but, uh, but it was just one of those that I was trying to build off of that momentum and say, you've done it. Everything worked fine. What's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. He, he he might say no. He might say, "What are you going to do with it?" And you just tell the truth, and no one's probably going to kill you in the middle of daylight. <laughs> right? You're not going to jail. It's, it's just not likely to happen. So, yeah. and and to this point, um, in truth, I've never had anyone um, make a big deal about a picture or say you need to delete that or you know really really get. Um, majorly concerned or in my face and, and, and I do aim straight at people now. Yeah. So it's, uh, I've been pleasantly surprised. I've only had one person who, who said anything, you know, more than just what are you doing and what's, what's the purpose of it. But he was, he was a little more concerned and he, he walked around the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, even there, no, no real issue at all. 
so I guess it's it, the big the big fear is probably within ourselves, and if we can just get out of our own way and find some way to step up, um, hide behind that little camera <laughs> yeah. and, and move forward. I, I was thinking that uh, I took that shot of the uh, the red, I mean, sorry, the blue um, draped woman yesterday, and so I might have read your story on Instagram also yesterday. So I know I was probably a little bit more. Like I, in the past day or two, I might have been a little bit more aggressive with my camera, like sort of instead of just doing from the hip, I was sort of actually picking up and pushing it, mm-hmm. you know, ahead of me. So right. um, you might already be having some influence <laughs> just to let yeah. you know. <laughs> that right there is absolutely among the more hysterical things I've ever heard. <laughs> but I am encouraging someone to be more bold. Yeah, well. Um, that's 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 really hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> That is truly the blind leading the blind. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh boy. I was going to ask you something. So, um, you, uh, I want to, this boy, I'm realizing we're, I don't want to keep you too long and we're about 40 minutes into this. I have a lot to ask you, but I want to get into this right now because what is, what is with you? What is this wrong question? What's where I was saying, what is it about Instagram that you're, um, you're posting a lot, and what is the uh, draw about Instagram? Well, I've, I've been talking about uh, Instagram with on other shows and um, with my uh, Canadian buddies, Sid and Mac, on their show. We were talking about uh, social media, and so we're. I think we're still trying to all figure this out. And so um, I found you on, uh, or found each other, I should say, on on uh, Instagram. And uh, what is your kind of goal what's what are you doing with it what's it doing for you um basically goal wise i'm thinking world dominance ah uh, good <laughs> uh, as you rub your hands together to this point um really this is this is the point that i was um i knew we would get to in the in the proceedings i told my wife i said the more, the more i think about the possible questions he could ask and and the directions we could go i think I don't know. That's, that's the common theme is I don't know. Uh (laughs) Um, And really with Instagram, I I am one of the the least tech savvy people you will ever come across. Mm -hmm. My my wife handles all the IT functions around. Oh, really? Our dwelling. Yes. She's at least half a dozen times a week. I, uh, I look over at her at night while I'm editing a picture and say, I'm trapped. I don't know how to get out of here or how did I do this? Or what key do I uh-huh. push on Lightroom to get me back to um, this, this particular function? Uh, I've hit the wrong key and now I've lost everything and, and she will bail me out. And then, then I move forward. But really she was, um, she has a presence on Facebook and Instagram and she wasn't really working really hard posting lots and lots of pictures or anything. Mm -hmm. And, but I knew that she knew how to set up an account and, and get, get started. And I just decided one day I thought, you know, I've got the, I had already set up the website, but unless you have, you know, Michael Kenna is your name or something equivalent, people are not going to come looking for you. So I thought I need to have some sort of presence that might, you know, lead someone to come see the, the website and it would give me another, another place to put my work out. Mm-hmm. And 
and have it seen. And I, I truly, and, and I wasn't really looking at Instagram very much. She, so she helped me get set up and I just kind of decided that I would set, set myself a goal of posting once a day as something just, you know, just a random goal I made up on my own mm -hmm. to, to kind of push myself to, to go out and, and create, which is not really something I, I need much of a push with because I'm <laughs> always trying any excuse to go shoot is, yeah. is a good one. Uh, I love to shoot. Uh, I'm the world's worst for getting to all my editing chores, <laughs> but, oh. um, love to shoot. So that, that that's, the main reason and and really didn't have a particular goal it was just to put it out there and, and see what would happen you, you get a lot of uh good comments and i see you get a lot of engagement on on that and so it's good to see uh and and again you know i sort of look at i'm looking at you and again because you're kind of the first person who i sort of pulled randomly who's photographer i really like off of instagram I, I follow a lot of street photographers on instagram i think it's great you know to curate my own stream and see that kind of stuff but um you know i see the 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 back and forth that you have with the with your um the, the people reviewing your pictures and and uh really uh you are engaging them and so you're getting a lot of people you're getting a lot of eyes on target and so it's it's nice to see that and i'm, I'm guessing that's part of the goal because you want to i mean i think we all put stuff on instagram because we want to be we want to share and we want to be noticed nothing wrong with that it's just you know, right. we, that's otherwise we wouldn't do that because it takes a lot of work. It, I'll have to say though, it, it's really a hate, love, hate relationship because I've, I've already quit once. Um, and as plus. recent <laughs> and as recently as last week, I think last Wednesday I was sitting on the couch and my wife walked by and she said, what are you looking at? And I was Googling how to, delete your Instagram account. Wow. Uh, I'd put on a picture and it had um, underperformed according to my, my thoughts. And, and I was ready to just pull the plug again. And I've really had a hard time not looking at a scoreboard because basically Instagram is almost nothing but a scoreboard. You, right, you post your right. picture and wait for your score. And it is just so hard. I'm, I'm, from an athletic background and the scoreboard is where you look to see how things are going. And, and it's just so hard to, to believe that it's an algorithm. It's not a, a true, or it's not the final word on the quality of your work or the viability of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I, I've really struggled with it um, today. Matter of fact, today is the first picture I've posted and had it, go over really mildly and and be okay with it. and i've been i kind of expected it because it's a an unusual shot for me but the, the shot of the graffiti on the glass yes yeah, yeah. And, and normally I, I hardly ever shoot graffiti because i i just i don't want to just take a picture of somebody else's work right right um, so this one's one that I, I felt like i had brought something I, I curated the graffiti in, in such a way because it's on a, a really dirty piece of glass. It's got some uh, interesting, to my eye, it had really strong graphic quality. It's got dimensionality because it's sharp up front. Um, the background is really soft. And the 
the colors and patterns on the background, I, I just really loved. And I think I've, it could be one of those that, um, because I've shot so much black and white, that just the joy of seeing good color, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's on a bad picture, it, yeah, yeah. it, it really has started to speak to me a lot. So I've, I've been doing a lot more with color, but it's one, uh, I hope I didn't miss it. It, it felt, um, it just it felt like something that I was really excited about. So, well, let me ask uh, you this: why why is that important to you? I mean, it's a deep question. Why is it important that it gets a lot of eyes? Um, it's it's really not. Um, and, and but then why were you going to pull the plug? I, I was going to pull. Well, it was important last week. <laughs> that was last week. This okay. Is well, week. well, uh, I'm, I'm I'm evolving. <laughs> okay. Attempting, attempting to anyway. But it's uh, I I've gotten the feeling that Instagram is kind of a case of the 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 dog leading uh, the owner, mm-hmm. and I do not want that. I want to be able to. I've recently bought a book uh, by Ernst Haas called Color Correction, and I love the book. It's just beautiful. It's fifties uh, and sixties color and really kind of ahead of its time. Um, a lot of street stuff, a lot of abstract, um, a lot of stuff that's blurred and out of focus, but mm-hmm. just everything is just so well done, well executed and precise. Um, but his his range of things that he's shot, and, and I would look at him and think, if, if I posted that shot tomorrow on Instagram, what would it do? And and the big thing is, with Instagram, it's it's it seems to me it feels like a, a marketing situation because you're you're trying to put your your work in front of eyes that want to see that type of work, and so you've got the people that follow you, and then there are the hashtags, right. and if you pick good hashtags, then there's you can possibly get a really good audience. If you pick the wrong hashtags, you may get nothing, and I have no idea how the algorithm plays into things. But uh, from what I hear, it's it's a big part of it, mm-hmm. and that's part you have no control over. So I'm I'm really really trying hard to get myself to put out pictures that are meaningful to me, and if they if they work they work, if they don't they don't, and and trying to really press myself to be comfortable with that because certainly if you ask me how do you feel about it, I'd say absolutely. You put out your what what means something to you and and let the world decide on their own. That's, that's their choice. You can't control that. Right. But as soon as you start looking at the scoreboard, you, it's, it's almost inevitable. You're going to start thinking, what do they want to see? Well, is this the kind of shot that will have any resonance with anyone? But then you end up with the, I mean, to me, the end up with the situation like, uh, you know, the site 500 pixels where um, I think, to me, the the pictures start looking alike because everybody is trying to draw themselves into saying, well, you know, uh, well, that picture of the waterfall, you know, got X amount of attention and became popular. And so if I just gear myself towards that, what are the elements in that picture that draw people? Mm-hmm. Um, then, then I think like over time, start pictures start to look you know, not unique and you don't have your own voice. And, um, 
I, I worry about that too on Instagram. I, you know, I think I, you're, you're talking about the scorecard. It's an interesting way to see it, but yeah, you know, like, wow, you know, my phone is buzzing because I put up a picture and I'm getting, you know, people tapping onto it and saying like, and you can't help but be drawn to that somehow. Um, so anyway, it's an ongoing discussion about social media and what we're trying to get from it. And like, you know, I'm, I'm very much into like, well, I want more people to see it. And man, if I could get back into becoming a full-time photographer, I'm not a full-time photographer now, but if it, if this can help lead me to do that, uh, I'm all for it, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, but I, I'm also at this point where like, you know, you were saying you're going out shooting all the time and I'm like, you know, do you, I was going to ask you, do you shoot when you're in a, when a, in a crappy mood? Like, do you post those pictures uh, <laughs> or do you always post up the best pictures that you take? And I was on, again, I was on, uh, the, the um, podcast with my buddies in Canada, Sid and Mac, uh, the Shutter Time show. And uh, pre-show, I was talking to Mac and I was saying, like, I've been in a really crappy mood lately. And he goes, yeah, I see it in your pictures. I'm like, yeah. And then it occurred to me, like, I'm going to keep posting all the time. And I may not get all the likes and the button presses that Instagram gives me, but I'm like, well, that's okay because this is where I am at today. So it's like, uh, anyway, it's sort of going off track here a little bit, but, uh, um, and there's, there's a lot of validity to that. Cause I think the, the thing that really threw me from the very start with Instagram and it, it felt like I had, uh, kind of looked behind the curtain and was upset to see that it was just a man pulling levers and, um, <laughs> the, the mystery was gone. But, um, the, the thing that really upset me at first when I found out about it was that, all these top level artists and um, you know major shooters of all varieties were essentially using it as a portfolio place they were they were putting their a level work done out of their a level cameras on instagram and i was like oh no i thought this was supposed to be where you take phone pictures and and try really hard with them and try to make good ones but mm -hmm. oh it was i was i was crestfallen when i when i found that one out um yeah. But then again, it, it is, it's a great place to share your work, but it's, it's really difficult to, to keep your eye on the prize and, and, and let yourself go and put out work that means something to you. And, and I thought about today's, and I thought probably that's a good sign that I'm not progressing as much as I possibly could, uh, because I, I haven't had a big failure. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't put out a shot and gotten three likes. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe, maybe after you have X number of followers, the, the law of numbers just will not allow that. But, uh, I, I think it's important to not, not only the day that it happens, but truly it's important to fail. It's important to put things out and, and watch it just die. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you put it out, nothing happens and nothing happens and you just watch and nothing happens. But again, and, that's not your, but that's not the goal that you, it's not the goal that you have to put the pictures up there, right? To win or, right. or lose, right? Right. But it's, it's, it's one of those circular things that you, you say it's not the goal, but you put it out there and you look for the light. <laughs> True. And, I'm asking, and, I guess what I'm asking is what's your goal for it? I mean, what's, where do you see, uh, where do you see you going with your photography? Like what's the, what's the long term? I, I'm diff I'm really difficult to pin down on long-term goals. Um, I'm, I have, uh, like I told my wife, I have laser-like focus 
but it's also kind of like a shotgun laser. Mm-hmm. I've got usually you know 50 things I'm laser focused on all at the same time and in different directions. Um, and, and I'm very easily uh, caught by, I can see something interesting. Like recently I've um, I stumbled on somebody on YouTube. It's a kid in, I think, Belgium who is a longboarder, uh, which is a really long skateboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's like a competitive longboard dancer. It's does dance and freestyle. And I was just blown away by how cool it looked. The next thing you know, here I am at my advanced age buying myself a longboard really? <laughs> and, and trying and thinking, dude, you're one broken hip away from the glue factory. You, you need to really think about this. So, oh. um, it's, I, I am very, very easily uh, one to drift off in different directions, but I'm trying so hard to stay on course and, and achieve some sort of level of mastery with well, this. You have a, I mean, you put up a website, so, you know, it's not just Instagram you're relying on, but you have a website where you're showing your pictures. So I'm, I'm getting the sense that you're trying to, to, to do something a little bit more with it. Um, so yeah, I don't have to pin you down about it. It was just, I was curious about like, you know, I mean, like I said, like I would, you know, I'm not a full-time photographer anymore. It's actually much freeing, more freeing for me to not have to rely on photography for income. Cause then I can shoot what the heck I want to shoot. Right. Um, but if at some point someone looks at the stuff and says, wow, you guys, you can do X, Y, and Z. I'll be like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. So I'm wondering if that is at some point something you want to do, if you want to turn it into, uh, you know, uh, some sort of, let me say profession is not the right word, but you know, you know, if someone wanted to hire you to shoot, would you do it? You know? Uh, if it was something that I thought that I, even had a remote shot at being able to pull off. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are any number of things that uh, people could suggest that I would, I would know right away that that was well above my pay grade and that I need to know when to say when. Um, And so I I would, I would definitely do that. Uh, I I don't really have any strong goals except the next picture. Uh, I'm, I'm just so, I, I really love shooting and I love the um, the idea of creating something and and being able to look at a scene and see something that the average person on the street will walk past and and that I'm able to make something that at least I feel like is an artistic statement out of it. Um, and I and that's that's the big lure for me is when I go out, it feels more like somewhere between hoarding hunting and collecting um i'm going out looking for for little little spots of beauty or little things that i can make into a a beautiful or interesting arrangement and if i can do it out of just the um sticks and twigs i find along the way then that that's awesome and and not having to have a full blown studio and call in models and handlers and all that, uh, to me that that feels freeing and and that I I can just go out and hunt. So I, I guess I guess the long and the short is I would like to I would like to be somewhat like a Saul Lighter. Uh, Saul 
you know, he was extremely uh, accomplished as um, a commercial photographer and fashion. He, he did all those things and that's how he made his living. living. That's the side I, I don't really see myself going for, but the work that he's famous for is work he did really on his own and because he loved it. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess you, you just do what you're passionate about die or get really old and wait 30 years till everything looks completely different and your work can now come into vogue and and you go wow that guy was on to something yeah yeah so that that's probably the closest to anything that i would hope for wow okay i'm gonna wrap it up there because i can't i can't add anything to that that's a perfect place to uh to uh hold off until our next discussion and hopefully that would uh you'll be up for that at some point um but uh fantastic you know um jeffrey thank you you're most kindly welcome i i am still stunned by the opportunity that has come away but i i am glad i somehow got out of my own way and stepped up to do it because i really appreciate this it's it's really nice to actually participate. Um, and I'm going to say the same thing. I really appreciate you taking the, uh, the time to, uh, to, to hang out with me for a little bit and, and the rest of us. And, uh, I, I'm hoping that uh, more people can, uh, see your work. Um, I recommend, uh, them to, uh, to go and see your pictures. Actually, can you tell us where we can, uh, where can we find you? So, uh, on Instagram, my name is lonely.streets in honor of the empty streets that I work on. <laughs> and my website is just Jeffrey, J E F F R E Y A stone.com. Okay. And kind of like you were describing um, your site, I, I need to get in there and do some house cleaning and. <laughs> Get a little, uh, get some more up to date photographs on them there, and hopefully I'll have it ready by the time this airs. Okay, <laughs> then you're gonna have to get your work. <laughs> you're not gonna get to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'll probably be up till two or three, just coming down from this. Yeah, I, and the one thing I didn't get into as much as I, you know, we're we're switched to manual, so we like to talk a little bit about gear, but I wanted to talk about your workflow. But you know, we'll get into that next time, and we'll. Uh, I hope you become a friend of the show and I think you will. And, uh, I really enjoyed this conversation, um, with you. And I'm, I'm glad to have met you, uh, first through your pictures, uh, and then, and, and now for this little, uh, sit down that you were uh, so generous to, uh, to have with, uh, all of us here. So thanks, uh, Jeff. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate, appreciate it. Me too. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's that. <laughs> um, where uh you can find well it's the end of the show 55 thanks for jeff being here and uh you can find us at uh where are we oh switch to manual.com so you can always look for us there and we're on twitter uh at switch the number two manual so switch to manual and while you're there might as well follow me uh at am rosario and uh follow tom at witness photog p-h-o-t-o-g we're on bookface Facebook, uh, so we love it there. 
if you are inclined to, if you have an iOS device or Android device, there is a great app called Flipboard. And uh, Tom and I host a, a Switch to Manual magazine on there. You can subscribe to it. So just go to uh, flipboard.com slash at amrosario. You can find our Switch to Manual magazine there. Also, if you guys listen to us on iTunes, please, please, please uh, give us a review and uh, some feedback on iTunes and get our ratings up. Uh, that's the goal this year is to get our ratings up and more subscribers. And that would be great. Get more ears on uh, uh, Street Shots. And um, if you want to help support our site, we also have portfolio reviews on our site. So you can send us your pictures and, and we will give you feedback. Uh, go to our website and look for portfolio reviews. We have three paid tiers and a free 99. So if you want to test us out, uh, you can send us a picture and we'll give you a quick review on it. But if you want to support the site, uh, check out our portfolio reviews. Also, um, we have a YouTube channel, which I haven't updated lately with our little tip cast. But as the nice weather comes out, I'll probably make some more videos and post there. What else am I missing here? Oh, and if you do like what you're doing and if you don't want to have your portfolio reviewed, we have little tip cups on our Podbean page and our um, webpage where you can send us a tip and some chump change and Tom and I can go to get a coffee someplace. So that's a good way to support the site. And um, like uh, Jeffrey said, we're both in the middle of updating our sites and Switch to Manual sites getting updated and we're going to start selling our prints there at some point soon. That's the goal. I keep talking about it, but we'll get it done and it'll be a good way to support the site. So anyway, that's that's it. Show 55, the second for March. And I uh, appreciate you joining us. Appreciate uh, Jeffrey joining us. And uh, I will uh, see you later. And adios. Adios.